Okay, one that's been coming up a lot is not having meaning or direction in life. Yes, right? I have so many people that have come in and said, I'm having like a midlife crisis, and they're not even midlife. I had a seven or eight-year-old saying, I don't have any meaning in my life. Other people have something that makes them special, and I don't have any meaning. And I was like, girl, you need to calm down. I don't have any either. <laughs> You're making me feel bad about myself. You need to stop. Like, mm, let's just simmer on Yeah. <laughs> You've got time. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. Welcome to Mental Health Moment. I am Emily, and Laura's not with us tonight, um, or today, whenever you choose to listen to it. She is oot and a boot. Um, but I have a special guest, and I'm so excited that she is here, and I will just let her introduce herself. Oh, yes. So my name is Claire McKeon. I'm an associate marriage and family therapist, and I work with the amazing Emily. So woo That's how I got included in on this goodness, so I'm glad to be here. This is fun. So tell me a little bit about kind of population you work with, um, how long you've been doing this gig... So prior to working with you, I've so I've been there now for about a year, seen everybody, seen all ages, all kinds of difficulties, and which has been really cool because prior to that, I worked with children for a year, mm. and um, awesome experience. But I'm really glad to be working with adolescents and adults. Yeah, <laughs> it's a different a different experience, and I like that. Kind of learned a lot. That variety of like yes. Okay, kind of that whole lifespan, which mm-hmm. is really cool, and I don't think in a lot of other places we get that. You know, it's it's more you kind of have to speak, pick your specialty, right? And yeah, it's like okay, I am a child therapist, or I am just for adults, but yeah, um, it is a unique opportunity for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, I've liked it. It's been it was kind of scary at first to just have bam everybody, but right. and everything, but now it's. It's really helped me to hone in on specific populations I'd like to work with more in the future. So Uh that's been cool. And for me, it helped me figure out which populations I really don't like. Oh, yes. Like, after a while, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't, that's hard. Yeah. (laughs) I'm never doing this again. I will not do that, you know? And then you find out you have others and you're like, oh, cool. Okay. Well, I get to learn how to love it. Right. So, you know, I'm going to be growing here. Yeah. <laughs> this is a growth opportunity. Right. So as Claire and I were talking, and I were talking, she came up with this great idea of talking about perfectionism mm-hmm. and you know, how many of us just in our daily lives, can we relate just like, yeah, I got that perfectionistic stuff. Um, and we were talking about kind of what we've seen clinically over, you know, in our combined experiences and, Perfectionism is interesting because it presents itself in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll have people come in who, you know, may not think that they're trying to be perfectionistic about things and they may present totally different than somebody else. But ultimately, it kind of comes down to that core belief of like that perfectionistic stuff. So, for you, Claire, how have you seen um, perfectionism kind of displayed throughout your clinical practice or what, if, you know, how does it look? In your office. You know, and this is one thing that I thought about a lot. It's a little bit um, off that topic, but I, when I was working with kids, I was in California, 
And then my first experience, I know, love it. And then I come here to Utah. My first experience with adults and adolescents, I really wish that I had been able to work with adolescents and adults in California because Mm -hmm. I came here and I just kept hearing over and over again these different themes as you were talking about. It comes in in different ways, but it's the same thing. It's all... I had this expectation that I had to be perfect. And I kept thinking, is this a, is this a Utah thing? Like, what is this? Right. So I wish I had something to compare it to to see if this is kind of a general thing or if it's a cultural thing. But really, when I think about myself, I have it as well. So mm. I can't... And I'm not from here, so... And you're Cali, so... It's a human thing, I believe. But yeah, yeah. it's it's the people coming in that... Um, if it's adolescence, I can't leave my house without wearing makeup. I have to wear my clothes a certain way. Mm-hmm. If general stuff that teenagers have, everyone's watching me. And if I make a mistake, it's the end of my life. But it's just seemed a little bit more extreme than that. It kind of, um, was just more generalized. And then with adults, it's everything. If I, if you are a female, you are, I have to be the best worker. I have to be the best mom, the best wife. I have to be the PTA president, have a mm-hmm. perfect home. Mm-hmm. I have to have my pets and, but not have it smell like, animal. I mean, just right. the parties have to be perfect and my weight has to be a certain way. And I have to keep up with the Joneses. It's just exhausting. As I listen to them yeah. list all these things, you're going, what, when do you have time to breathe? What uh-huh. is, what's going on here? So I could just kind of feel the weight when they're in my office. It doesn't matter if it's male, female, different ages. It's it's happening a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you feel it. And it is that generalized kind of, I mean, issue, you know, and, and not only, and if we're male, you know, if a male client comes in, they may not, you know, try to be that like Pinterest mom. I call it the Pinterest mm-hmm. mom because it totally is that like yes. my house has to look like the house <laughs> yes. board I have in Pinterest, my, uh-huh. you know, and all those things. And I know that's, that's kind of that common saying of Pinterest mom, but, but you know, in males we see it, you know, they're, they're working 50, 60 hours a week trying to get that next promotion right. or, you know, they're really trying to be that super dad and be there all the time and never get angry at their kids. Right. And then usually what happens is human humanity comes in and yeah. you know we get mad you're gonna or, explode right. <laughs> so it's just like oh. yeah yeah so um i definitely agree with you that that it is just this generalized problem but it does kind of present itself in different ways um but it is overwhelming yeah absolutely. and so when we do have these people that come in that talk about kind of they give their laundry list of things that they feel like they need to achieve in um you know, in adolescence, it's like, well, I have to do well in track. I have to do well in school. I have all these AP classes. I have to hold down my job. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to be a good, you know, sister. I have to be a good brother. Da, 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 da. Right. I mean, everybody kind of has these laundry lists. And so when they present those, what do you say? Well, I'm glad that you brought up lists uh-huh. <laughs> because I, I tend to hear that a ton from people that I have these lists and I just can't get it done. I can't seem to, at the end of the day, be able to get through it all. And I I think first I want to identify with people, first off, who are you trying to impress and where did you get these expectations from? Mm -hmm. And um, I think for a lot of people, there is this, they're looking online and seeing whether it's social media or Facebook or Pinterest or Mm -hmm. bloggers that are really big right now, um, they're comparing themselves to things that are not 
real. They're not grounded in reality at mm-hmm. all. And so I'm trying to set their expectations at a little bit more um, just grounded in reality a little bit, yeah. a little bit where they can bring it down to that realistic. something. Yes. And I think a mistake that a lot of us make, um, you know, and I, and I know I've done this personally, but I also have seen it in my work is that we compare our worst days to people's social media best days. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, okay, maybe I had a day where maybe I took a shower, maybe I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> there may have been a lot of dry shampoo involved, whatever that may be. But then you look at your friend's posts or your, you know, family's posts or whatever, and you see somebody with like, I don't know, just this like, again, the PTA president, like uh-huh. holding up a big basket that she's like right. put together for a raffle, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And, you know, inside, because I'm an angry person, I'm like, I want to junk punch them. <laughs> yeah. I will stab punch you them. in the throat. Yes. You go and die. Yeah. So I think that's what we kind of talk about a lot is exactly what you're talking about, which is just, it's not, it's not reality. I know that I was joking with a client of mine about um, one of the bloggers and it was something as ridiculous as, you know, just having a lazy day, didn't get anything done while they're in their silky PJs and their makeup is done. And this, Oh, no makeup. No, you have makeup on mm-hmm. and your home is clean. Cause you're in your huge walk-in closet. and It's <laughs> glorious. Um, yeah, no, I don't look like that on a day where I'm not getting anything done and I'm not feeling too good. I'm not wearing silky PJs. <laughs> it's mismatched and I look a mess. So it's kind of just bringing it back down and let's talk about what actually is reality here. Yeah. And just normalizing that too for the client Mm -hmm. too and normalizing it for ourselves. You know, it's this like, look, like this is normal everyday life. And you know, something that you and I had talked about previously was this whole idea of, um, allowing the client to like see would they hold their friend to that same standard that they hold themselves? Exactly. You know, and so when we look at our laundry list of things that we don't feel like we're doing enough of, or if we feel like we're failing, or we feel like there's just all these expectations, you know, it's that for me when working with a client or even with myself, it's kind of identifying, okay, are these expectations that I have on my house or the, on myself, like my house being clean or my kids being a certain way or da, 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 da. Like, okay, is this a real expectation or is this a perceived expectation? Right. And is this expectation coming from me or somebody else? And is it realistic? Right. I think that's, that's important. I think another thing too, that I try to focus on with clients is trying to have a little bit of self love Mm. in that same vein Mm -hmm. of working with that. It's, you know, the same thing of, would you, would you have an expectation of this for your friends? And if they came to you as frazzled as you are, would you be telling them, oh, you should feel bad about yourself. You really failed today. Like you're the worst. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of the same thing, but showing yourself some self-love and changing your own negative thoughts to being something that is going to be something that you would tell a friend and, Mm -hmm taking that me time to just be able to take a step back and, okay, well, what have I accomplished today? Uh-huh. And if I didn't get my whole list taken care of, if not everything is scratched off, what did I do? What were some positive things that happened today? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. Little tiny changes that seem fairly insignificant can make huge changes over time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, and, and for those, like, for those frazzled mamas out there, mm-hmm. you know, that have, like, 
bitty kiddos that are just requiring a lot of attention. It's like, at the end of the day, you know, can you say, okay, my children know I love them, and I kept them alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. those are some pretty good That's goals. That's an achievement. Right? <laughs> That's like, huge. Nobody got electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> nobody stuck a knife in a socket. Like, <laughs> you're doing pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. maybe even if that happened, it's okay. Right? <laughs> well, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> Start over There's again. band-aids. Yeah. <laughs> I love this idea of that self-love or that self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And I also think what, what what we kind of get stuck into when we're talking about this perfectionistic thing is we kind of get in that um, thinking era of that all or none. Oh, thinking. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, I have to have it all together or not at all. Mm-hmm. And when we have that all or nothing, um, we feel horrible about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing can be perfect. Nothing can be right. We don't allow ourselves to be human. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't get everything done, I am absolutely a failure then. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's rough. That's really rough to be thinking that way. Right. Which is just like, oh. (laughs) It's kind of that Debbie Downer. And so when we do have those those kind of realizations or that awareness, okay, okay, what am I doing? Am I treating myself with this compassion? Am I really thinking that I'm a failure because I only did X, Y, or Z? Mm -hmm. Well, was X, Y, or Z more than you would have done yesterday or the day before or you know, whatever, what have you. Um, I do love when I was, I was working with an individual, um, and they had talked about, you know, they felt like they finally got to a place where they're like, I am allowing myself the freedom to know that I have the right to a down day. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. That's beautiful. That's a nice place to be in. Yeah. That's, that's actually really huge because I know so many people that struggle with getting to that point mm-hmm. or getting to that point and then feeling super guilty. Right. Like, oh my gosh, now I'm so behind. Like, no, you deserve that. Yeah. By taking that downtime, that me time, you're actually going to be able to be a better mother. You're going to be able to be a better wife because you've recharged a little bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are stretching themselves so thin thinking that they had to put everybody else first before themselves. Mm-hmm. You can't be your best um, and this whole thing that you're trying to do, you're defeating yourself. You can't even be a good mom. Don't feel guilty about it. That's actually something that you can do that's really actually productive and healthy and mm-hmm. the best thing for your kids or your spouse or yeah. your coworkers, whatever, to be able to recharge so you can be your best self for all those people in all your many roles. Mm-hmm. And huge. if you can allow yourself like a whole day, you know, cause I get it. Yeah. Life happens. Like, mm-hmm. still gotta do that adulting and all yeah, that can't stuff. Can't stop being mom for all right. It's normally, like, you guys got this. Yeah. I'll be in the other room. <laughs> yeah. But allowing yourself even half an hour. Oh yeah. Or ten minutes or twenty minutes. Um, you know, how often are you allowing yourself just a break for a minute to just be mm-hmm. and regroup and reassure yourself? Like, hey, I am good and I am human and I am allowing myself this minute. Yeah. And there's nothing bad in that. Yeah. Kind of going back to the kind of changing your, those negative thought processes is something that's a little bit more realistic and uh-huh. healthy. I, I'm stealing this from a different clinician. I don't know where they got it from. I wish I could cite this. I don't know. But another clinician had Pat this pending. thing. Co- yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a copyright on this. I don't really know what this is. But, um... Please let us know if this is your thing. I apologize. Two a days where you are writing down at the end of your day, typically, I would do it at the end of the day, 
um, so you can remember it as kind of fresh in your mind. But two things throughout your day. You can use this for a lot of different things. You can use it for self-esteem. You can use it... Um, for uh, body image, a lot of different things, depression. But this especially, especially when people are, are focused more on the negative things, the things they didn't achieve rather than the positive, I have them, okay, every night before you go to bed, you're writing two things down every single day. It can be something positive that happened that day, something good, um, something that you're proud of, and sometimes they can throw in there something that's positive about themselves too, because if they're getting kind of down on themselves, I don't know how their self-esteem is dealing with their self-worth. So mm-hmm. it could be something positive about themselves and an achievement or something good about the day just to kind of get in the routine of thinking a little bit more positively. That's yeah. kind of a, a very simple thing that you can do. Yeah. And by doing that um, and allowing kind of just those neural pathways to really kind of form in that more yes. positive light. Mm-hmm. And the more we breathe that or practice that positivity and that cognitive reframing, mm-hmm. it's like then the easier it becomes. Exactly. You know, it's like a reflex. And, yeah. And, and so it's, and when people begin kind of maybe those two a days or whatever kind of pattern that they're going to start, um, at first it's kind of hard and they may oh, yeah. find it like these <laughs> kind of a little superficial too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, my car's clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something lame. Right. Um, that's actually still important, but, and that's, that's a good point because I do have to typically tell my clients because I've done this before. I've done the two days. And the thing that I noticed is that if I wouldn't write it down, if I wasn't again, perfect at it, if I would go, Oh, you know, let's say it's for self-esteem. I'm a good friend or I'm a good listener. Well, that was the one time that I totally lied to my friend and told them I didn't have time or I was, you know, blanking out when they were talking to me. Who cares? Like if, if you do it, own it, you know, again, and I, I have to tell them that because I know it's going to happen. I've done it. I probably expect other people to do it too, to just say, no, own it. If it's typically how you do things, put it down. Yeah. It'll be hard at first because a lot of us too don't like to brag about ourselves and Mm -hmm. we're just like, oh no, I can't put that down. No. I can't put that I'm a good friend. Right. right? <laughs> no, yeah, you can't. Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You own it. I love that. And I love that, you know, you specified, again, coming away from that all or none thinking of, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's like, if I, if this is my average, if this is my right. norm, yeah, I'm going to own it. Right. And this is how I am. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I also heard from somebody um, that they do gratefuls. Um, and this was a great idea. I was like, thank you for teaching me this. Um, but every night they go with their family, um, and they talk about gratefuls, what they're grateful with for, or, and each person at the table has to, has to say one thing they're grateful for and one thing they're doing to help others. Oh, dang. Yeah. I'm going to steal that one. So (laughs) yeah, it was like, oh. I love that. But then, um, and they were saying that when they started this, they're, they're just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess I could like help somebody. I don't know. You know? And yeah. so there was a lot of resistance at first, but the more they practiced it, the more they realized like little acts of service were enough, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, and so like one of the kiddos would say, Cause kiddos, they're so great at coming up with stuff. They're like, <laughs> they're pros. I held his like toy for him. Yeah. I'm amazing. Yeah. You know, and they're like done. Um, but even just seeing the kids model to the parents and oh, then the parents cool. are like, Oh, well I helped 
whatever, prepare dinner with my spouse so they didn't mm-hmm. have to take it all on them their own, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. But even the little things can help challenge that perfectionistic thing. Like we don't have to be perfect in everything. It doesn't right. take it. We don't have to do everything right all the time, but even those little tiny things that we can allow ourselves to own. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was a good thing for me. I like all that. As you were saying that, I think what came to mind, and I think it kind of goes along with probably depression too, but... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, I mean, really, it does really help to be a little bit more other-focused than mm-hmm. so focused on ourselves because, as we know, depression is kind of that, it's a little bit selfish, and not that you're a selfish person, but we really do have to kind of hone in on ourselves to go in survival mode almost. But the more you can get outside of yourself and help somebody out, it really does make a big difference. I think it brings things into perspective of, in the grand scheme of things, if you didn't do your dishes or the laundry is piling up, seriously, how much of a big deal is that? It's going to be okay. Really? You're going to survive. Mm-hmm. The other thing um, that I was thinking about was, I, I along kind of those same lines, I... Um, I don't really want to make this perfectionism all horrible. I, mm-hmm. I do like that people want to be their best. Yes. I do want to acknowledge that it's good to have this thinking of, you know, let me strive to be bigger, better. Mm-hmm. Um, have goals. Yes. That's that's good. I like that drive to, um, to learn more, be more, whatever. I think that's kind of an innate thing, hopefully for most people, to yeah. want to do that. But it's just... Being able to, again, keep it in perspective to know Mm -hmm. I can have this thing that's really helpful for me in my life. Mm -hmm. um, And I think that's wonderful. But let's let's be keeping it in perspective and knowing when is it detrimental and when is it actually helping me in my life. Yes. And also allowing yourself to reevaluate your goals along the way, too. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, as we become more aware of our stuff... Our goals can change. And even though we're striving for something, maybe we have to shift gears a little bit Mm -hmm. and allow that self-compassion to happen so that you can be more successful in your goals, too. Ooh, I like that. So... Very nice. That was, you know, <laughs> I'm so glad that that just came out. I right. We'll just, we'll that was give, magic. We'll give credit to the universe for that right. one. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Um, so, I think, let's call it for tonight. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty beautiful. I'm just going to say. Right? We're just like, and and see. Right. (laughs) But we'd just like to thank everybody for listening. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, uh, Mental Health Moment. You can join our discussion board that we haven't really gotten around to, like, discussing things on. But now that Claire's hanging out with us... Oh, yes. She's going to be a part of it, too. Let dun, the discussion dun, dun. begin. So, follow us on Instagram, Mental Health Moment. Um, check out our website, emilyknewbold.com. For reals, it's a thing. That's awesome. Um, and we want to thank Jonathan Colton for our music, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now, right now